All right. We're live. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, audience. Oh, I just came up with that. No, you didn't. <laughs> You're right. I've been sitting on that. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that I have I have a question for you that I sourced from a different place. So last episode was the, both the questions were from the book of questions. Uh, I have one for you from Ask Men on Reddit. Ooh, let's hope it's men's rights related. <laughs> It's not at all. Uh, Are you ready? Yep. Do you consider your ears part of your face? <laughs> That's what a weird question. <laughs> I, so I love it, though. I thought so, too. No, I don't. <laughs> Never thought about it, but fuck, no. You have a very strong opinions on this. Yeah. Um, I think my ears are, like, averagely sized and pushed back, so they don't I don't factor them in. Do you consider large ears part of a face? Do you ever consider ears part of a face? Like I said, I've never considered this question, (laughs) but, but now that you bring it up, yeah, I think, I think they factor in if they're like abnormal, definitely they, they play a part in the overall visual (laughs) of your face. (laughs) That's true. What I'm thinking of is like, um, like cartoon characters or stuff and, and stuff where, um, like the ears are clearly part of of the character. Yeah, like that's a good point. The classic Mickey Mouse. You can't do him without ears. So are they part of his face? It'd be so weird. I don't know. I mean, they're not part of his face, but they're part of his look. <laughs> Is that the distinction? I don't, then? I don't know. That's a tough one. How How do you feel about um, whether or not your lobes are attached to your face? Lobes attached psychopath <laughs> don't you have attached lobes? separate let me see do ears. i <laughs> yeah you're so totally attached oh fine <laughs> whoops outed <laughs> no i i only realized that that was a thing like a few years ago that some people's weren't attached well there's varying degrees of it mine are yeah. like semi-attached like they're there's a, there's a it's whether the curve of the bottom of the ear turns up before it yeah. connects to your skull. Yeah, right. It's uh, not really that they're attached or not. It's just like how much does this part hang. dip down? Yeah, yeah. You could, I think. Well, I mean, you could definitely um, turn attached lobes into detached lobes with stretching. Mm-hmm, for sure, right? Or vice versa. You could just wait. What? How do you, you turn could, the other way? You could just. I don't know. The same way that they, you know, when they pin your ears back, they they basically cut your head and cut your ear right and sew it together right so they can do the same thing off the bottom of a lobe or you could lop it off too yeah i guess yeah rather than sew it and make it sew it to your neck (laughs) some people care a lot about whether it's attached or not i i I think i prefer a detached to be honest i jokingly told my wife that i had a strong preference for detached lobes which she doesn't have. <laughs> and ever since then, she brings it up in conversations with people like I'm some sort of like Hitler type. <laughs> and I will not stand for it. It makes me seem like a really bad guy, but it's not true. I want to go on record. Um, Although I do prefer detached lobes. 
I can't I can't hold that against you. Like it's aesthetic preference, I guess. Do you? Even though you don't you don't carry them? Yeah, no. I think I I prefer a detached lobe. To be honest, you want a little underhook to yeah. the lobe. I mean, it's it's not going to be a deal breaker. <laughs> well, it clearly wasn't for me. Yeah, you got over it somehow. <laughs> somehow, I don't know if I'm over it. <laughs> what if one day you came home and um are we saying names <laughs> and i realized last episode i dropped a i dropped a hard name bomb yeah and we uh, can say i'm the not names sure if, of, i think our wives are well they're okay our significant others are okay with them. okay so if you came home and karen had like bandaged up ears like at the bottoms and she was like I, w- I went in today and I had <laughs> had my lobes detached no, for you, babe. No, that's super fucked up. <laughs> that's immediate divorce. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know what is interesting? She's getting her ears pierced at, at 30 for her 30th birthday. Oh, yeah? And I do wonder how, how it will change things in our lives. Like if her lobes will detach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, th- you think it'll... She doesn't have pierced ears at all? Exactly. See, most people don't notice. And in fact, she's been given earrings for gifts a lot. But she doesn't... She can't use them. Huh. Does it get more painful as the older you get? Like the chicken pox? <laughs> or circumcision? <laughs> <laughs> I think circumcision is equally as painful. Oh, at right. any age, you just, you just don't, don't remember. remember. Yeah. yeah, fair, fair. Um no, I don't. I don't think that's how it works. Um, I do think that um, it might be better to get it over with young. But mm-hmm. pierced ears are a weird cultural phenomenon, anyway. Yeah, totally weird. I was. I had my ears pierced when I was eight. Well, I had the one ear done. Yeah. Did um, you? Was there a gay ear at that time? Yeah, I think it. I can't even remember which side I had mine on. That's um, a weird thing too. But yeah, there was definitely that thing where people said that the, one ear was left gay. Ear, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um so which one did you have done? <laughs> <laughs> I got the 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 non-gay one at the time, whatever that was. Whatever it was then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's probably changed year to year. Yeah. Uh but what shocked me the most was well, I thought it was gonna hurt. It didn't really hurt that much. Um the uh it was it was the barber that did it the barber um female barber she was also like a beauty person esthetician esthetician i guess yeah um that's interesting and she's like oh no it's basically just kind of feels like a bee sting and that was pretty accurate it was over really quickly and i didn't feel it but what the how wait how old were you eight i really wanted an earring <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear yeah I was not leaving the barber shop without an earring. <laughs> I was like, "You will use that gun on my head before I leave." Um, no, but I was I was blown away by the fact that they just put the earring in the gun and <laughs> ram it through your skin. That's how they pierce. Wait, the earring itself? There's yeah, not a was... piercing implement that's separate to the. I think there's different kinds of ways of doing it, but wow. this particular one was like they just you load in like a very discreet stud earring 
right into right. the gun. And it yeah. f- fucking fires that through your flesh, and yeah. then you have an earring. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I think I think we're going to go to a um, tattoo parlor to have my wife's done, because uh, we heard that the, they're better at it. Because they do piercings all the time. Yeah, on, makes like, sense. Diff- yeah, I mean, why not? It's uh, it's not a big deal. I don't think it really requires a deep skill set to ram, <laughs> ram a sharp thing through That's a little true. piece of flesh. I've pierced my own ears several times with a guitar string, actually. Why a guitar string? Like, you know, they're a very sewing sharp. needle be better for that? Uh, it's just what I had on hand. That's so hardcore. Were you doing heroin at the time? Were you in a band? <laughs> why? Why? This was pre-band years. This was like uh, probably grade nine first year of high school i did i did um so i had the one hole that i started with and then i did another one above it on the lobe and then i did a cartilage piercing on the top all with the with the guitar string there's a b string oh god that's so gross yeah it was surprisingly easy when i met you you were healing from spacers like the big the big guys the cages Yeah, well, I wasn't actually, well, I guess healing is technically correct, but I'd had those spacers for years before that, before meeting yeah. you. Um, can can reason, you see them anymore? Yep, you can, this one's still open, you can go through. This one actually closed, um, but I could I could probably reopen it pretty easily. Wait, so you can get something through one of them, but not the other? Yeah. Interesting. Um, and if you look, they're, they're weird. They have the cat butt effect. What is that? It's when the the uh, like the perimeter has little splits in it because you didn't do it right, and so when they close up, there's like a like it doesn't close evenly all around. There's little wrinkles to it, so you get like a weird like a cat butt. Oh, <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> yeah. Are we live? Yeah, we are. All right. I didn't prepare a second question though. That's fine. I have an ad read. <laughs> we don't have uh, a sponsor this episode is brought to you by shredded cheese and pickles when you need a snack just pull stuff out of the fridge <laughs> that was the most low effort <laughs> fake advertising i've ever heard you didn't even bother to rhyme the word pickles you tried i could see those gears spinning <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you didn't make it what well, even rhymes with pickles <laughs> good point i don't know freckles <laughs> if you're m&m <laughs> if a close friend asked and genuinely wanted your opinion but you knew he'd find it painful for example he's an artist and he seeks your honest appraisal of his artistic talent and you think he's lousy would you tell him the truth Ooh. Like, good question. <laughs> and we have a soundboard that goes, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> you want a soundboard so I, bad? I want a soundboard more than anything. Well, listeners, you can thank me for not allowing Jeff to have a soundboard. <laughs> I guarantee you the podcast would not be better for it. I'd overuse the shit out of it. <laughs> I'd take myself out of the loop completely and just play sounds those would be the responses to the question (laughs) 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 what i tell an artist friend that he sucked well 
in a way I do feel like that is kind of my purpose on this earth is to give people brutally honest feedback. You are very honest and I appreciate that about you. And I think most people at the end of the day appreciate honesty. Yeah. I think it comes down to whether I thought this artist was really talented or not. Cause if, if there's, if they're a lost cause and there's, there's no point in constructive criticism. Like they're just doing art makes them happy. Why, why take that away? That's a very <laughs> interesting approach. Then so I'd you would just let like, them carry on with their, yeah. Yeah. Be like good unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, if I saw real potential, then I'd be like, yeah, maybe, you know, this, this idea was, was way better or, this is not working for me. This is this is way weaker than other stuff I've seen you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like you would be... You're making it sound like you'd be nicer about it than you actually would be in real life. Oh, yeah. Th- those, are, those are the thoughts I'd want to convey, <laughs> but the words I would use are like, this is dog shit. <laughs> How about this? Would you want someone to be honest with you? Yeah, for sure. Even if it even if it destroyed me like i'd i'd rather i'd rather know the truth than be content in a lie you know <laughs> yeah so what's the worst piece of art you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i've i've seen a lot of bad art <laughs> i see i mean i'm on reddit like every day see bad art there all the time but um i always whenever i think of bad art i think about that uh that guy that did the the urinal um i forget the name but we studied him in art class years and years ago what did he do with the urinal i think it was just like he made a sculpture that was just a urinal oh okay i vaguely remember i think it might have been like semi-broken I'm going to Google it so that we can tell people where to see it. Yeah. But, um, yes, I vaguely remember this. Like, it's, it's funny because it's like, he made that knowing that it was, he made it as a statement that like, not all art is good. Right. So when I think about art and think of that, it's, he actually did achieve good art through the statement that he made which is a weird way of that things work. Isn't, isn't that all good art? Yeah, it it can be. Um, it's called fountain by, um, Marcel Duchamp. That's the one. Um, in 1917, a porcelain urinal signed R mutt entitled fountain. Um, and in April 1917, an ordinary piece of plumbing chosen by Duchamp was rotated 90 degrees on its axis, uh, axis and submitted for exhibition at the Society of Independent Artists, the first annual exhibition by the Society to be staged at the Grand Central Palace in New York. Fountain was not rejected by the committee, but it was removed from the show area since Society rules stated that all works would be accepted from artists who paid the fee. I guess in pay. Uh, following the removal, Fountain was photographed at Alfred Steiglitz's studio and the photo published in The Blind Man. The original has been lost. Interesting. Yeah, well, 
every time I think of someone's or every time I see someone who's trying to make a statement with art, I always think back to the urinal (laughs) and try to think of, did it come from the same place as him doing that? And if it did, I like it. (laughs) But if if they were serious and think that this is something that something new and original that came out of your mind and deserves my attention, Mm -hmm. then you can go fuck yourself. That is really weird about art. It's very, very, very subjective. Um, It's very, it's very contextual. Yeah. What was the intent behind this makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Um, Were you any good in uh, like art class in school? Uh, I wasn't, I don't think I was good, but I was one of the top art students in the class um like looking back i was like really terrible <laughs> but everybody was just more terrible by comparison so were you uh were you uh, provocative is that why or like were you the fountain or <laughs> I were you I just <laughs> <laughs> i remember for um one of the first projects we had to do was uh like we had to carry a portfolio, a paper portfolio with all of our art in it. So the teacher made us decorate the portfolio itself, like a, like a large paper folder. And I drew a nude woman on it, (laughs) uh, in, in like pastels, like green and blue and green pastel. And, um, thought I was pretty out there for a grade nine. (laughs) The, uh, the teacher liked it. Yeah, but it's it was pretty cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend a lot of time shading her upper lip and and such? She didn't have an anatomical an anatomical vagina or <laughs> nipples uh, because I felt I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's very wise for your years because you probably weren't grade nine. Were you ready? I no no it was. It was too soon. I didn't, I wasn't not, not only did I not feel like I had the skills, not only had I not really seen many vaginas at that point to even <laughs> know what to draw, but I just didn't, I didn't feel like I could carry it around under my arm. And like the whole point was that you'd be carrying it around the school and people would see it. Yeah. That's why she wanted us to do it. So I didn't feel confident enough in my badge drawings. <laughs> But man, I spent a lot of time on them tatties. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how common this is because I also, shape, right? I also drew the female figure as a teenager. Oh yeah. Um, do you think? Do you think that's like a, a a porn era thing? Like we didn't have good internet porn at the time, so we did that. Or do you think kids still do that today? Uh, I I'm sure they still do it. I know that. I know that having access would only have made me make more realistic drawings. <laughs> it's not like I was, I was making my own porn through drawing. Um, my weirdest art memory is I drew a, I, I made a very emo drawing of um, a hand. This is in high school, maybe grade 10. Um, it was a it was of my own hand and then there were like dots along the wrist uh in a very like kill yourself sort of fashion. Ooh. Um and 
I, when I was in college um, doing the art classes that we took, um, the first, one of the first assignments was to draw your hand and I still had it. So I just cut off the emo part at the bottom and used it as my assignment. Um, and the interesting thing was though, that he, our art teacher was like, Oh, you have dislocated thumbs, um, or they're double jointed. And he's totally right. But I didn't realize that you could tell that from the drawing. And I was pretty happy with my drawing because if, you know, if it was accurate enough that he could tell that, because I do have double jointed thumbs, then uh, it must have been pretty good. So this must have been a result of like you spread out your fingers in such a way that it... Yeah, so it's my thumb. So it's like the angle of where the thumb comes out and then bends up or whatever. And I guess it's somewhat unnatural looking. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that you could actually... Without without your thumb being in a disjointed position, yeah. you can actually tell that it is. Yeah. Huh. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was full of shit, but... Um, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. I think he was a pretty good art teacher. Do you remember him? Your art teacher? You were in the class, weren't you? Oh, this was uh, Greg yeah, this Murphy's is, class? Mm, I don't know if that was his name, but... Uh, um, yeah, he was uh, he was good. I did like him. Although... He didn't like me because I tried too hard. You tried could, too he hard? He could tell I was trying way too hard. To be subversive again? No. Um, the first so the first class we had with him, he talked about, um, you know, the Pixar lamp? Yes. And he talked about how that's one of the best animations ever. Right. Because it's it gives, like, character to an inanimate object. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, well... Another part of that lesson was um, just the dynamics of bouncing because of the way that the yep. lamp hops. Yep. Uh, so um, he was talking about how when you draw a ball bouncing, it's really important to like all the frames are not equally spaced because of the acceleration of the ball mm-hmm. and the ball deforms when it hits, like yep. when it moves up, it should deform one way. When it hits the ground, it should deform another way. So I tried to, um, in the, on the margins of my art, uh, uh, like book, the one that we all had to buy that was mm-hmm. like an inch thick, <laughs> I drew um, a bouncing ball, right? Like in frames, and uh, so when you flip through the book, yeah. it would animate. And uh, <clears throat> I, so I, sh- I show, I pulled him aside after <laughs> one of the classes to show him, and he was like, "You're." You're like, I could, you know, when you have a feel, he doesn't want to say it, but he's like, you have no talent. (laughs) (laughs) That's really sad, Jeff. I think that that shows initiative. Well, that's uh, what I thought. (laughs) And no one else seemed to give a fuck about the class. Yeah, that's well, yeah. And uh, I thought I was, you know, I was, but in, in, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty teacher's petty of me. (laughs) I should have just kept that shit to myself. (laughs) 